Hello. Morning. Hey. Good morning. Everybody's early. <laughs> A couple minutes, was, yeah. Must uh, be that be Rob's Rob's missing. That's why. Oh yeah. He's usually the late person. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so how's everybody? I'm all right. Just got off the treadmill and grabbed some water and headed into the office. Ah, I did the elliptical, went for a walk, and uh, barely made it back in time. <laughs> it's all a matter of timing. I tried to get a bunch of comics read this morning, too, because I got a, my big shipment in this week, so had those read over coffee. Yeah, I was watching this uh, movie called Open Windows, <clears throat> and I liked it a lot. Like, it, I, I looked at the critics' ratings and it looked horrible like it was like i don't know a, one of those splotches and everything looked bad well actually the critic rating was a slightly higher than the fan rating the fan rating was really low but um i watched it and i thought it was like one of the most innovative movies i've ever seen <laughs> and uh because of that somebody on twitter said well you ought to if you like that go check out time crime so that's what i started watching um this morning on the elliptical and it's been really really good yeah i was um i was watching battlestar galactica the what was that the 2000s version but Kristen had uh re-signed up for peacock so i forgot to check where i was on the old account before i started so i spent actually the first you know 20, 30 minutes trying to find out which episode I was on where you watch like three minutes and then go, nope, not this one. And then watch the next one and go, nope, not this one. But uh... I, I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there's some apps that forget where you were too. Like, yeah. well, yeah. they're free, usually the free ones, but. <laughs> right. I, I still don't know if I'm on the right one. Cause this a pro that's the problem with the rewatch is you're like, anything's going to be familiar, but how cleanly familiar is it? Like, is this like three months ago familiar or is this like, 10 years ago familiar right you know? right right. especially at my age because i mean i've seen a lot almost all this stuff that i'm re-watching a long time ago i haven't been re-watching a lot this uh halloween i've been watching horror movies pretty much or horror themed every every other day i start a new one because usually the elliptical gets me through half and then i finish right. the other half the next session Right, but I've brought, I've watched some good stuff. Like I, I watched this movie called The Rental on Netflix, and it's like, um, you know, we've we've rented people's houses before, <laughs> and, and it turns into a like a nightmare. <laughs> but, oh yeah, uh, it was uh, really like I thought it was really really good. Like I, w I wasn't expecting it. I I go in like saying oh, I never heard of this film. You know they'll probably not be that good but it doesn't take much in a horror movie for me to enjoy so like i watch a lot of stuff but this one like exceeded my expectations so did open windows <clears throat> somebody pointed out to me is that the sasha gray that's a porn star and i had to go look it up and i think it is <laughs> i was about to say was it <laughs> yeah it's a it's the guy that's one of the i can't think of his name He's the he, he's one of the uh, elves and or hobbits in um, Lord of the Rings. The big mm. the the main character in Lord of the Rings. Who is that? Frodo. Yeah, who's Frodo? Oh 
crap. Uh, Elijah Wood. Yep. There, he's yeah, in Elijah that Wood. movie. He's in that movie, Open Windows. And the best actor is the voice, the person who does the voice, because it starts off like with a a fan guy winning a contest, and then all of a sudden this other guy's like manipulating him for like a massive kidnapping and. And uh, it, it is it is amazing, but whoever does the voice for the guy who's on the other end of the phone on his computer that's hacked into his computer is like phenomenal, man. I mean, like keeps you on your edge of your seat just with his voice, <clears throat> and you're like watching all these windows on a computer screen, and that's why I thought it was like innovative. Like I've seen like dark web and you know like a lot of stuff that have been really smart using the computer screen but this was like so suspenseful it was really good if you don't like that kind of like movement and stuff it, you won't like it but because it's always you're always looking at like most of the action and what's playing out is on a computer screen but um gotcha. it was it was really good yeah those two movies stood out for me too too bad they're not retro but <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I've seen any. Well, I guess the Battlestar is retro, but I didn't even get through an episode because, like I said, I spent half my time trying to figure out where I was at. Yeah, I like, like I like a, I like that. Go ahead, Chris. I was gonna say you need like a TV tracker app or something. Yeah, that'd be smart because I've had that happen before too with Star Trek. Because at one point, I, I don't know if it still is because I pretty much only do it through Amazon because that's how we do Paramount. But like used to like everybody would have like star trek so i'd be working on i don't know next gen and deep space nine at the same time or something and then i forget which app i was watching it on and then i'd switch apps somehow and then yeah and so it ended up a big hot mess where i'd have some of it on amazon some of it on netflix and some of it on um hulu i don't know if everybody still has it but those the old series at least used to be like you could watch them almost anywhere the classic yeah, yeah. So basically, like any any of the eighties or, or yeah, earlier and, stuff. Yeah. I think me and Chris were covering it, and then it vanished off of it was Netflix or something. Oh, okay. Well, maybe it's only Paramount now. But uh, we oh, we were covering. Plus, so. He's talking about Star Trek, Mike. Oh, Star Trek. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, oh, you talking about Battlestar? Yeah, Battlestar, think... the original. I think the only place that you can watch it is that NBC app. It's not even on Peacock. Interesting. So you have to get you have to get like the free app where you can watch stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, I have the oh, I man. was watching them off the DVDs because oh, sure. I was more of a physical medium guy. And I for me, I like the classic Battlestar a lot more than the new. I, and I, I don't I know it's because it's so different. Like it, there's multiple facets to the new Battlestar Galactica like religion they they touch on it in the original when they're searching for stuff but right. it's mostly Cylons versus you know <laughs> right the, the, it's a lot more straight colonials yeah it's more structural yeah. straightforward uh good versus bad um whereas the other one is more uh it has deeper themes and and I, I appreciate it but when usually something is smarter I don't ever want to rewatch it. <laughs> I don't know why. But if you if you put like something stupid in front of me, like Superman three, I could watch it over and over and over and over again. 
So I, yeah. I, I don't know why that is. It's just the way my brain works. Like uh, somebody posted an interesting um, um, tweet this morning saying, well, which of the four movies would you pick? And I, I sometimes play that game because I, I find it interesting, especially when they're close. And he had like Dances with Wolves, which is like a phenomenal film. Like I, I love that movie. And then he had Unforgiven, which I love that movie too. And Django Unchanged, I love that movie. And then he had True Grit, the new one. But and that one I'm kind of like okay with. <clears throat> but I didn't really like the original True Grit either. So, <laughs> but I'm not a big John Wayne fan either. Gotcha. So, um, they were all good films though. And I was like, well, the one I'm gonna pick is Unforgiven because that one I've seen like 15 times. And I, I can keep watching it um, with the other two. Like I thought they were phenomenal, but I don't have like this desire to watch them again. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Django one more time just cause it's been long enough, but yeah, I, I don't really need to revisit true grid. I don't think. Yeah. And dances with wolves. I love, you know, Graham green and Kevin Gossner and, Right. The whole thought about it. It's like I Avatar, too. I saw that so too. many times when it first came out, though. I think I saw that like three times in the theater. Yeah, when I so. saw Avatar, I was like, man, this is like Dances with Wolves. But um, <laughs> it reminded me so much of it, just in a, the space genre. Right. I don't know if I've... I know I haven't seen Django or True Grit, but I know, and I definitely have seen Unforgiven, but I don't. Dances with the Wolves is one of those movies I I couldn't say if I've seen the whole thing or not. Like I know I've seen part of it, like on like on regular cable TV or something, flipping through the channels at some point, like years and years ago. But I don't know if it, it's one of those ones I can't remember if I've ever seen start to finish unless I well, actually sat down and tried. Pretty watching simple it again. plot. They guy they, goes to there's work wolves at a fort and they dance with them. I know. No, yeah. <laughs> guy guy goes to work with like at a fort and it's sort of abandoned and he's like one of the only uh kind of like soldiers at that fort and he becomes really good friends with the native american tribe that's around there so and a wolf obviously and yeah. he, he learns that they're good people and later on there's there's issues that happen where they're after his tribe like he becomes sort of one of them so i mean there's i forget a lot in life but man i remember i remember stuff like that that is impressionable if if i rate something a five out of five i can tell you what it's about <laughs> i love the scene with uh him and like the i don't know colonel or whatever that when he first gets there the guy's like obviously totally out of his mind yeah. yeah, it's it's part's... a we- the beginning of the film is sort of weird. Like you don't it know is. you don't know how you're gonna uh, react to a situation like this, and then it, it turns into something very different. Because then well, it's didn't like... it start with like a there's like a surgery tent during the Civil War, and he's about to lose his leg or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it opens with that, and then they they assign him to a job that it's nothing like. <laughs> Right. protect this fort and there's nobody there so uh, yeah it was very strange whereas unforgiven is the 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 death of the prostitute right 
Uh, well, they cut her face up. Yeah, they cut her face off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she gets all cut. And up. it has it's Morgan the... Freeman and that little that guy that can't see worth a damn. The, the yeah, kid. that kid's awesome. They, yeah. yeah, they go out on a mission to to get revenge for because she hires them and right. uh, yeah, that one's really good. Gene Hackman plays like the mean ass uh, sheriff. He does it awesome too. Like yeah. I mean, we see a lot of asshole sheriffs in Jonah Hex. Yes. So like, indeed. like I, I always think of Gene Hackman when I read reread a comic of Jonah Hex, and it's like, oh, Gene Hackman would be great for this role. <laughs> right. Yeah. How did you like the Jonah Hex movie? I I uh, I was kind of like, okay, that's a movie. The first time yeah. I saw it, and then I watched it again. I think when eight when I had uh, remember uh the DC app had movies on it too. Yep. Before it they, was unlimited. They, they had Jonah Hex again, and I watched it again, and I liked it a lot. So it's like I don't know if it falls into one of those categories where I can tolerate because I I understand what they were going for. In other words, Jonah Hex has had supernatural aspects to it in the Vertigo series for sure. Right. Like the Tim um, Truman the stuff. The Tim Truman stuff. Yeah. And uh, I love that stuff. Like, I, I, I love the Vertigo Jonah Hex, Worms yeah. and such, and I, all those different four-issue minis or six-issue minis that he did in Vertigo. So, like, I get what they're going for, but I I um, I um didn't care for it when I first saw it, and then I saw it again, and I, I put it into perspective in my mind and I was like, Oh, I like this film a lot more than I did the first time. Yeah. I and did, I like, I, I like Josh Brolin. Like he's perfect for the role, whether they wrote it for him or not, but right. he is a great Jonah Hex. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't hate it. And it was one of those I keep meaning to revisit because I know it's got a really bad reputation, but you know, what? a lot of people didn't like the, Keanu Reeves Constantine either and I really like that movie like a lot <laughs> and they're coming back with another one yeah I, so I think that I, movie is actually pretty good yeah they announced another Keanu Reeves Constantine so goes to nice. show yeah, yeah. oh I'm, I, I'm, I'm gonna for that I'm the easy kill though like I, I tell most people I'll watch anything like yeah. and I don't listen to anyone unless it's positive like usually if somebody says positive about something I'll watch it, and if somebody says negative, I'll still watch it because I like I don't trust anybody's opinion. I hate to say it, but my own, because sure. I know how I know how I react to things. Like I, there could be something that's not that good, but I like it still because I don't know. Maybe there's five or six scenes in there that just really work for me. Like that last New Mutants, everybody ripped on it. I thought we actually watched it as a family and we enjoyed it. So I don't. I still don't understand why people hated it so much either, other than it's just so very different than typical New Mutants, maybe. But I mean, it was advertised but it, it, as a it kind of, movie. It, it does work, like yeah, I whatever. Thought so. it, I, I thought it worked, and I thought some of the characters were sort of spot on. Right. Yeah. I, I, don't know. I bought that movie because I, I liked it. So. I keep meaning to buy it, and I just it's one of those I never get around to buying. Amazon is weird lately. Like, I was uh, looking for something, and a lot of times they won't have the Disney release available. All they'll have is, like, the weird British no-region one. Have you ever noticed that? 
No. Yeah. Not, not with uh are you talking like with the Fox films or what? So just basically anything that's like um Marvel or Star Wars, if you go on there and you like try to just order, you know, something that Disney released, it'll be like some of them. What was the one we were looking at the other day? I don't even remember now. Maybe one of the Star Wars movies. And the only way it had it offered was like the region free British edition. And they didn't have like just the straight up like Disney release. It's, uh, it's that's, weird. That's very strange. But it's yeah. probably because it's Disney Plus all the time. I don't know. Yeah. It could I don't know be either. that. It's yeah. odd. You'd be better off probably just getting Disney Plus for a month. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have Disney Plus, but it was one the Star Wars ones we collect, and for the most part, we collect the MCU ones too. So, oh like yeah, to... so you have them on hand regardless yeah. of if yeah. the streaming service goes away. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. So there's certain things that we still buy physically. Uh, and you kind of I... have to do that with every streaming service, with except the disney plus at least i i haven't seen any marvel things leave disney plus unless it's a fox like if it's deadpool or right like logan or stuff like that but i've never seen like mar mcu leave or or star wars for that matter the one thing i keep hoping disney will pick up is um the hulk that used to be like the other half of the spider-man and his amazing friends hour um, do you they remember had, that one? They, they had that. They do? Okay, I thought they only had the 90s Hulk. Well, no, they had that because that one I, I watched when it first came out. Now, I don't know if it's still there. Okay. Like, it might have – I think some of their animated stuff is in and out, you know? Gotcha. Yeah, that was one I've, I've wanted to rewatch because I know when I was a kid, I actually liked it probably as much or better than Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends because I thought that Hulk show was really good. Yeah, the the the, seri- the, the music was do 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 I I remember it exactly. Like, I was <laughs> fond of that cartoon too. I don't know if I liked it more than Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends because by the time that uh, Hulk came out, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends was doing all kinds of guests things like Doctor Strange would appear, uh, you know, they'd have a lot of other characters from the MCU showing up on Spider-Man and his amazing friends. So I was yeah, like, that... oh, who's this week? <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, is that where the, where is that where they have the weird voiced Wolverine? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good stuff. So where are you at in the world with your order? Have you already got it in? Looks like it's due on the nineteenth. Yeah, I put it in. Yeah, I put in Jack's last night, so everybody's is done at our house finally. I, I didn't realize it was due so soon. Yeah, I, I didn't pay attention. I, I it was a weird order though because uh, it has the next month's books in it too. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know it's... you if you ordered from. Did you order from my comic shop? We did both. Um, so Jack does his through DCBS because he wants he wants the discount, and yeah. I get them through mycomicshop.com just because I've had better luck with not having um, shortages. Um, once in a while, I'll still add something to to the DCBS order too, like if it's super cheap. Like I usually do trades through them because the trades are a lot cheaper. Like yeah. you're usually like half price. But, I haven't um, had any shortage issues except for the free uh, comic book or some obscure. Yeah, well, independent the indie, title that usually comes about. 
Yeah, that's usually where where I've had the shortages or the free comic book day or something from a smaller publisher. So I've had but, uh, I've had some Marvel books arrive out of order because of damages. In other words, they, they oh, had sure. damages and then they had to reorder them. And uh, sometimes I would get like an Axe book out of order, which I, I just finished. Uh, I, I'm caught up on Axe. That's pretty good. I like it. But the only thing I don't like about it is it's told. I can't tell. There's two boxes. One box is one of the Celestials that they revived. It's telling right. it through his perspective. And then there's like this light, light blue box with text in it. And I, I don't know if it's another Celestial or if it's the machine or I don't know what it. I don't know who's documenting the damn story. <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it kind of is driving me kind of nuts, but right. Yeah, because I, it's a. Have, do you know who is, who's the? Are you reading it? I, I am, but I'm only maybe three issues in. So, oh, okay. Yeah, if you I ever don't... see that blue box and you figure the blue caption box with black text and you figure out who that is, let me know. Cause I, I don't know if I missed it or it's not supposed to be known. Cause I he... think I've read the prelude in the first two issues. So yeah, I don't think I've run into that yet. Cause the, yeah. the, the Avengers mountain celestial was just being brought to life in the last one I read. Yeah, but I've I've got a couple waiting for me. So I really like the concepts of Axe. Like I, I just think it's lacking like the excitement. Like you have all these big things that are happening, and when it's like captioned, it takes sort of like the action out of it. Right. Like you, you don't see the perspective of there's there's a lot of stuff that goes on in 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 there. I mean. I don't know how much will last or, or, or what the ramifications will be, but there's some big deaths, like big deaths. And I, I don't been, think they're going to stay dead. Have you been um, reading um, Dark Crisis as well, or are you on top of it? No, I'm not on top of it. Okay. I, I think it's funny, and I know Chris is a big Crisis uh, fan. Um, the way they will uh, – they'll be like, where is – Wally going, find out in Dark Crisis, da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> what happened to Damon here? This is in Dark Crisis. It's funny. I like that they're bringing back the editor's notes to try to, like, say, okay, you, you, can, you can read Dark Crisis alone and be fine, but if you want these little side story adventures, this is where you're going to need to read them. So I think that's kind of cool. That's how they're doing it. That's a big deal. And, and usually, yeah. usually, like, with Devil's Reign and a couple other events... I find that some of the other titles I could miss and not care about. Like, yeah, right. yes, they're okay, but they don't fill in any hole. With this celestial thing, it fills in a lot. Like, right, because the the same guy is writing the those other titles. Like, Karen, Karen Gillen. Gillen is yeah. writing like Axe X Men. He's writing yeah. uh, Mutants versus. What, uh, Death of the Mutants. He's right, right. You know, doing Star Fox. He's doing all the other titles. So it, right. in this case, it sort of matters. Well, that's good. I got frustrated with um. I don't know. Do you do the Star Wars titles or no? Uh yes, I do all of them. But man, okay. I am like so far behind. I got frustrated with. I think it was War of the Bounty Hunters because what they would do. So much of it would repeat. I mean, I, I get that they want to make sure that if you're only reading Darth Vader, you're okay. 
but like you'll read the main war the bounty hunter story and it's almost literally like a third of it will be in the darth vader issue a third of it will be in the star wars issue another like six of it will be in uh dr afra and another six of it will be in the regular bounty hunter comic and it just feels like all it is is a recap of the main four issues and it's like i don't i don't like when they do stuff that way that might work for the way I read it. Like I, I don't tip, <laughs> I don't typically like to jump. Yeah, like I don't, yeah. I don't typically like if I'm on a title and I'm reading issue by issue by issue. Yeah. I hate to track down like, oh, I'm in the middle of an event. Right. Because like so, I read the like Amazing Spider-Man number ten or eleven, what it tied into Axe before right. I even read Axe. Yeah, I had that with a Wolverine, and I was like, I don't know what just happened because it, it, the, all the context was pulled from Axe, and I was behind on Axe. So yeah, it can bite you in the butt sometimes. It can, but um, I I haven't found it to be very evasive. It's like go fill in the hole, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Like you you well, understand yeah, if... the the gist of it. I'm gonna go fill in the hole now to under figure it out. Yeah, I guess if you sat down and you read all your Darth Vader's in a row, that would be one thing, and it'd make it better. Me, I'd get the Star Wars books for the month, and I just read all those, and you know, one after the next. Well, and that then... that was the problem with Convergence because, yeah. like DC's Convergence, they'd spend a third of the the title explaining to you what happened, and then the 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 other part would be a little different, but right. It was if you were reading it like I was when it came out all at once. It was like you're kind of regurgitate, you're retelling me this thing over and over in the dome and this and that, right? Over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it kind of gets old, but yeah. If you read it like sporadically, like when I reread Convergence on the app, it was like, oh, that's that's not as jarring as i thought it was <laughs> well maybe i'll have to do that with the star wars especially since it it seems like they're going from event to event so i may just have yeah. to start doing that just let like three or so issues pile up and then read just straight darth vader then take a breather then come back and read three star wars or something and so I, think I, would I did buy better. the uh dc what do you call it uh ultra dc ultra I, How does that I, work if you already have the subscription? Because I have the year-long one where what it what it year. does is you find I, I, it was hard because the mail the the email didn't tell you how, mm-hmm. but I had for me it was it might be different on how you bought it. I bought it through iTunes, mm-hmm. so okay. I had to actually go to my subscription in iTunes and then select the new Ultra. And then it charged me the full amount, and I'm like, what? And then I got credited for the Delta, like, because my renewal was up in January, so it, like, credited me, okay. like, 20 bucks or something like that later. And I didn't know how that would have okay. worked, but it did. And the, you you might think, well, Mike, you buy all this damn paper. Why would you do that? Well, well, there's there's a method to my madness is because if I retire in two years, I'm not going to be making – any more money <laughs> right so so it's like if i'm locked into a 99 percent and i can read 95 percent of the titles the month after uh, mm-hmm. you know that's perfectly acceptable for like for me in retirement 
and three I might months do that. Off, what I think I may do is let the one I have run out, and then in I think March when it runs out, just re up to the new one. Well, the 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 thing with there was another method to my madness is it was on sale mm-hmm. for ninety nine dollars, and then it goes up to one twenty. So, oh, okay, so, I so gotcha. The if you read the print, it says you're you can still get the price at ninety nine dollars forever. If as long as your account is in good standing, so you're locked gotcha. into ninety nine dollars, no matter if the price goes up or down. You're, that's the price gotcha. you're gonna pay, and that's why I was like, well, that's good. That saves thirty dollars, you know. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's what what drove me. I read the fine print and I was like, oh, that I gotta jump on now. So it doesn't. They don't raise it, and then. I have to worry about a $30 Delta if I'm retired. <laughs> so so Batman is pretty much, with the exception of annuals, because I'm doing a big Batman reread, and sometimes if I'm in the middle of being on the treadmill, I may just like knock out an issue uh, where I'm at in my reread. But um, they, they're pretty much all on there. Superman, I have found it isn't, and there's not a whole lot of genre stuff. Does this... <laughs> Does the, the this better version have more? No, like, I think it's more like you get stuff almost a month later instead of okay. six months. Okay. And then so you get some more in back issues. More vertigo. Much. More vertigo. I haven't noticed any more back, like any difference in the back issues. So like, okay. Marvel's really good with back issues. Like you could right. almost have. Well, one thing I like about the Marvel app, and I use this this like I, I could be reading something in paper and there's like a little editor's note and it says, go read this to see this a Marvel right. team up or something like that. Well, instead of going to look through a long box, I bring up the app and just bring that Most up definitely. and read it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've done that before too. Like if I'm in the middle of an essential at home and I feel like reading where I'm at in the essential at work, instead of having to drag comics with me to work in my backpack, which has already got too much crap in it. I just, you know, read where you know where i'm at and marvel team up or whatever so yeah i do the same thing yeah i've actually found it more surprising when marvel doesn't have something um because like i say there's been several times i'm like ooh, i wonder if my next superman's on the app and it's not but like i was actually shocked that an x-factor issue i was I, stu- I was up to wasn't on that so i'm actually more surprised when marvel doesn't have it uh, well they didn't have spider woman uh john byrne so oh okay I know I was looking at that because I'm reading Peter Parker, Spider-Man and amazing <clears throat> Spider-Man at the same time. Cause they alternate. Right. And then John Byrne was also doing spider woman at the same time. And I was like, well, I'm going to just keep rotating those books in as they're coming out. And, and this is uh, Jessica drew. No, this is uh Maddie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I've never read that one. Yeah. The John Byrne drew amazing when Howard Mackey was writing and then he wrote and uh, he wrote spider woman with Bart Sears pencils. And then Peter Parker was um, Howard Mackey and uh, J.R.J.R. Which I, for me personally, J.R.J.R. has become my favorite Spider-Man artist. And it's weird because there's so much competition and he's he's kind of surpassed uh Eric Larson and McFarlane and some of my favorites uh, so so that's a saying a lot but I don't I don't think anybody captures like 
the way he does panels, and I just I just love him. The Marvel app has been around a lot longer than DC too. Like, it predates like Comicsology and all that. So they've been digitalizing stuff for a long time. Whereas DC really didn't start doing that until like Comicsology and stuff and putting their stuff on there. So it's, Marvel's it's true, got but a long it's true. There. But D- DC did not like port over everything that is available on comiXology either so that whoever if they if they were responsible for digitizing the stuff for comiXology a lot of that those mini series and stuff never made it it's their way over to the app right because they'll like a collected edition might come out and it's available on comiXology but you can't find that material on the dc app Yeah, I've one thing interesting on the DC app. Um, I was what was I doing? I think the run of Black Lightning or something uh, when I first got it. Uh, and some of them, it, it won't even be completed. It'll be like like maybe they were gonna do a showcase of Black Lightning at some at some point and they didn't because it'll just be like the the uninked pages, or then it'll be an, another or the uncolored pages. And then there's been another time with the Batman ones I've been reading where it's just straight up scans of the comic versus uh you know like the I've fancy run, I, I, yeah I, i've i've run into the scans issue a lot with uh house of mystery and that kind of stuff right where, where you could see it's real grainy like instead of like looking real clean yeah yeah i i, I we run a in dc spotlight we cover a lot of books where, where uh maybe one issue is like that grainy look and then one of them is real crisp right so that that happens a lot but anyway uh we should uh we should get started sure uh chris uh since we were talking a lot of current stuff why don't you lead (laughs) us off with uh taking us back to the past a little bit sure i can do that um let me just uh, get loaded up here. <laughs> um, Are you on well, the DC app, or do you not have that? Um, I don't have it right now. No. Okay. I've, I've had it before, but um, not currently subscribed. Um, here we go. So I was... Um, Looking for something a little different. Um, I went into Comicsology and I saw that um, I don't. I also don't have a current like Comicsology Unlimited subscription or anything. But um, there's some stuff on there that they mark as Prime reading. So if you know, we do have Amazon Prime. If you're an Amazon Prime reader, you can um, you can um, read for free. <clears throat> Excuse me and um, they have a lot of the uh, Comixology originals that way too. At least the first issues. That yeah, if you have it, you that, can yeah. read the first. That's. I I uh, had had Comixology Unlimited, and then I stopped it because I wasn't. I didn't feel like I was using it. Where the other two apps, I feel like I'm at least reading like five or six things a month, so it justifies mm-hmm. the cost. 
The only thing I don't like about Comixology Unlimited is don't you have to like download it and you can't just like basically stream it? I think so. Yeah, I I don't love that, especially when when I had my old phone because my old phone was like almost full like every day of the week. So like I'd be I would like uh, try to download a Hellboy volume and it would like stop midway because I didn't have room or something. You know what was nice on Comixology Unlimited is I. For a while there, I went down the rabbit hole of G.I. Joe, and they had every single, like, Marvel G.I. Joe on there from the nice. collected editions. Yeah. But anyway, go 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 back. So you're, you don't have Comixology Unlimited. You're using it in the free, well, the Amazon Prime mode. Yeah. Um, and um, so I read a couple first chapters of uh, a couple manga um first one i read a chapter of um beck um and not to be confused with the uh, american musician um this is a manga from like late like around 2000 like the first decade of the 21st century um this first volume, um, yeah, came out like, well, it was originally like uh, coming out in Japan uh, back then. Um, this, uh, I, I had heard of, um, I'd heard of the, the anime that was um, made off of this, but I haven't ever seen it. Um, but, um, and I knew that it had something to do with music. Um, that was kind of all I knew about it. Um, it's by Harold um, Sakiyushi. Um, Harold is not his first real name, as you might guess. <laughs> um, it's Takahiro, apparently, but that's his pen name. Um, and um, yeah, so it's about like. Um, some um teenagers who um end up forming a rock band um and um the like main character his name is um yukio and he's 14 years old and um so uh this uh first first uh chapter is kind of like setting the scene obviously like he, he um it's kind of about how there's this cool uh, older kid. I think he's like 16 or something, um, and how meeting him changed um, changes Yukio's life, starts to change Yukio's life, um, and um, like is kind of common for um, manga like of this age group um, for for you like. Um, young boys or um, teenage boys like there's like the um female um uh, love interest isn't always the case but like the female friend that like the main character knew growing up and um you know now they're not like they were friends when they were little kids and you know now um that they're teenagers you know she's um 
she's like probably going to be like the most attractive girl in school and like they but they have that you know and he's not normally someone that she would pay attention to but they have like this connection from back when they were kids etc so like you it's kind of a trope you see like over and over and over again um and um manga like of this uh aimed at like this age group but um so yeah it actually starts out with like yukio and um his friend um his friend's got a camera and he's like taking pictures of the um girls um swimsuit um or girls like swim class through like a um, fence he's kind of like hiding out um and uh the girl Uzumi is um the girl that like he knows from back in the day um and um so um we get like a little bit of like their history together and how like they used to hang out as like little kids and um she would mess with them and stuff and she was kind of a tomboy and now she's like definitely not a tomboy um and um but then they're spotted um and they take off and um you know like yukio is kind of like had mixed feelings about their being being there in the first place he was kind of like dragged along with his friend now he's like really um like upset that um his uh his old female friend is gonna think like he's a pervert or something um azumi um so we get that kind of like background there um with their relationship setting that up and stuff um and then um we also like he also kind of introduces like that um yukio like he's kind of like a like a small skinny kid like he doesn't look real tough or anything like that for his age but he like just has this um occasional flashes of like not really temper but he says something um before he really thinks through the consequences like him and his friend are walking back through uh, a part of town that's like a little unsafe um and they see um he sees this these two guys trying to like hustle this old grandma type lady um they're trying to sell her like um like a knockoff fake watch um and her her ass and her to um you know like she says she's already got a watch that her grandson gave her and they're they're making fun of her watch and you know um and um she says she's not interested then they like start insulting her and yukio uh says something uh before he can really think about it and and they hear him and um take a look over at him and um it's kind of funny the the grandma she just kind of like takes off um doesn't thank him or anything she just gets she gets out of there um and the the two hoodlum guys like grab him and take him off um so he gets beat up a bit and he's like sitting on a park bench by himself wondering you know like like why can't i just keep my mouth shut and stuff and um meanwhile he notices um 
like there's some like little kids picking on a dog nearby and he's like man i don't even have the energy to to tell those kids to stop but then he like takes a closer look at the dog and the dog is like really like interesting looking he's um it, it appears to be like he, he almost looks like a frankenstein dog um but i believe it's like supposed to kind of be um like skin patches or something like um yukio thinks it looks like blackjack and um you know it, it's it's nice that um because they were like um publishing this in english they give you a footnote um that he's referring to uh like the main character of a manga called blackjack who's known for his skin consisting of like sewed up patches of different colored skin which you know is like something that like it's a reference that people would get in Japan, apparently, but um, so that's what this dog reminds Yukio of, and he's pretty different looking. Um, but um, this is where like um, Yukio finally meets um, the guy, the older guy who's you know he's gonna like kind of look up to, and this older guy he's he's dressed in like either like real dark jeans or um leather pants possibly you know he's got like an open collar shirt and like some chains on he's wearing sunglasses he's got really long hair um and uh it turns out to be his dog um and um so um you know yukio makes the mistake he does what you shouldn't do with dogs and he just like reaches out his hand towards it to to pet it and so beck just clomps right on with his jaws right on um yukio's hand um so uh you flip the page in the next panel yukio's like up up high on a like a telephone pole or something like that um and um you know the guys the owner saying hey you know you just you went about that all wrong he's not he's not really dangerous but um you know if he doesn't if he doesn't know you you have to be careful and stuff and um so the guy um the guy gives him like a packet of tissues to like wipe up his hand and stuff and then um and uh yukio is just embarrassed about the whole situation so he accepts the tissues and takes off and um there's a little bit of fourth wall breaking or yukio's like telling his friend how this, this manga's only just started and i've already had the worst day of my life um but um so um just to kind of speed things up a bit you know there's like um there's because a lot of times the first chapter of a manga is longer than the rest of them because it gives them like more space you know to establish the story and, and get people into it and stuff so azumi you know his childhood friend that now is like the highest girl in school she um she asked him if he's free this weekend he's like shocked um and so is everyone around there and stuff and she's got like i guess some like extra tickets to go bowling and there's like an extra one and um stuff like that um and um like he's never bowled before in his life um and uh we jump over the the bowling session and like the people that are on his team are upset with him because he just keeps throwing gutter balls and stuff 
but um, Azumi tells him, you know, use the arrows on the lane to guide your shot and just, you know, focus on that. And the tip, like, really makes a difference for him. Um, and it's kind of like a new bonding moment for them as teenagers. Um, and um, so they, like, they go out and do some stuff afterwards, um, you know, like, and uh, at this place that they end up going to, um, he sees the guy that owned the dog, um, and he asks the owner of the place who who the guy with the long hair is, and he learns the guy's name is Ryusuke, um, that he's 16 years old, and he's just, like, real charismatic, but he's known for, like, making girls cry and stuff, and he finds out that Ryusuke was... Um, is actually from America originally, and there's this band um, called the, the Dying Breed, and that he was that Ryusuke says that he used to be in a band with the this guy Eddie that was in that's now in the Dying Breed, and not a lot of people believe him and stuff, but um, eventually, um, you know, there's like another. Um, there's another situation where Yukio gets himself in kind of some trouble with um, these American, these big, like, muscular American dudes. Um, somebody, like, keyed their car, and um, Ryusuke, they, they're, like, harassing, harassing Yukio's, like, friend group and stuff, thinking that they're the ones that did it, and he gets, like, in the middle and starts, like, cursing them out, and then he's... You know, but he's like cursing them out in Japanese, and unfortunately for him, like the American understands it. Um, so he gets himself in, in a heap of trouble again. But Ryusuke, the cool guy, comes out and um, like kind of um, diffuses the situation and acts real cool. And like the American, one of the Americans takes a swing at him, and uh, Ryusuke like seems to know know how to fight he doesn't like fight back but he just keeps avoiding the guy's um punches um and um so ryusuke tells the rest of the, the japanese kids to get out of there and like he's alone with the three americans and um ryusuke ends up pulling out a, a gun on them and uh they're like guns are illegal in Japan and and um you know like he has this kind of an encounter with them and um we think like you know he's he's done well and stuff like that but then like Yuki comes up later and Ryasuki's like laying on the ground in the um alleyway and he's like gotten beat up and we see that it's been revealed that his gun was a fake it just shoots like out little flags um Anyway, um, you know, this turns into like a bonding moment between Yukio and Raisuki and kind of like cements their new um, friendship and stuff. And um, he, um, <clears throat> it kind of like sets the scene for them to get to know each other better and, and you know, like eventually, you know, form their band, their new band and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was like, you know, like I said, it's, um, a 
fair bit longer than a normal chapter because it's the first chapter and kind of sets sets the scene stuff you know i i enjoyed it it was like um i i kind of wish like because it deals with music and like um you know the, like that we saw a little bit more of like a hint of where that 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 aspect of things is going to go because like i said there's um some aspects of it that like you are pretty common to see in like manga uh, aimed at this age group but it it was decent it was well it, it was pretty well done it was definitely like you know had that like slice of life coming of age kind of aspect to it um was the title Mon- Mongolian Chop Squad or something? Um, that's the like subtitle, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Of or at least of the anime, but yeah, it's called Beck and sometimes like it, also Mongolian Chop Squad, which I don't at this point understand what that refers to, but. Um, yeah, I have it in here as Tokyo Pop from 2005 to 2006, so. Yeah. Um, Looked like it was. I don't know, it's quite a bit of volumes, I guess. Yeah, 34 volumes altogether. Um, there might be 34 Japanese, but Tokyo Pop, it looks like they only had 12. Oh, uh, yeah, here it says in the Wikipedia that. Um, they only re- so there was 34 total in Japan, and then Tokyo Pop only released 12. But then in 2018, Comicsology began releasing it digitally. So it has the whole thing digitally. It might, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I mean, like I don't think I had definitely heard about the anime quite a few times. You know, you'd see it here and there, like lists of stuff that you might um like want to check out and stuff and it seems like it was decently popular in japan cool so it looks like joe had to leave yeah he had something going on and he'll let us know later but he had to leave suddenly yeah hopefully everything's okay yeah so um i think what i'll talk about first is uh a movie I watched um, let me see if I can get the full title of it well I can read it actually um, had a comic book version of it first well no there was a comic book version of it made many years later and we covered it on Geek Brunch and I liked it because it had that B filmness to it uh, for a while, their Full Moon comics had come back in 2019 and did a comic book called Deadly Ten Presents Sorority Babes in the Slime Bolarama. And this, <laughs> a lot of the uh, Full Moon comics, they were based on their motion pictures. I think Full Moon owns like uh, Puppet, what is it, Puppet Master? I think it's Puppet Master. That's yeah, probably their that most popular. Right. They have Dollman. They had. A lot of other low-budget type movies, mm-hmm. and I had never watched this one. And I, I saw now that I have a, a good smart TV, I it was on there on uh, Freevee, and 
I uh, watched it, and uh, it was exactly what I expected it to be. It was a B-film, cheesy film, has its typical nudity and stuff and a crazy plot, which was what I was expecting. Um, what this this opens up with a um, a sorority having a couple of initiate um, what do they call them people that initiate into the sorority I don't yeah, know what initiation. they call them. initiation pledges thank you they had pledges that were gonna join the sorority and uh, they were thinking up of a task on what to do and they were th- the the three girls were there scheming to scare them but um the other two and uh, pledges were were of course showering and bathing and a bunch of there's three guys that that came in two guys that look a lot they, they look like nerds like revenge of the nerds and one bigger guy i, I don't think they were jocks of any type but they were inside the sorority. I don't know how they got in there, but they were peeking in into the the bathtub watching them shower. And the other uh, members of the sorority busted them. So they were like, well, we could kill you and say you broke into our house and uh, you would be acute. You know, we're just defending ourselves. And they're like, no, 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 we'll do whatever you need us to do. And they go, well, with you with the pledges need to break into the bowling alley and steal a trophy. And they're like, okay, we'll we'll do it. So they teamed up with the pledges. They drove down to the bowling alley, which happened to be in a huge mall. So this bowling alley is part of the mall. They they break it. They don't even need to break in. They they go to the door. The guy's trying to mess with the lock, and they find out the door is open. So they get in there, they find another girl had already like jimmied the lock and is stealing money from the register. And uh, so now there's three guys and three girls and uh, they say, okay, we're going to go get the trophy now. They're going to let that other girl go about her business, but they're worried that they're going to get caught for all the the stealing of the, the money that was, and then the vandalism that, she had done to the facility and they didn't do nothing other than break in still the bowling trophy well they get the bowling trophy they drop it and an imp comes out of it so like this magic imp and he's like hey you guys freed me i've been trapped in here forever i'm going to grant you your witch wishes but he's one of those trickster imps he's you can't really get what you want out of one the one heavy guy says oh i want to be rich beyond my wildest dreams so he goes wow there you go there's a bunch of gold and then all of a sudden he's got gold and he's gonna buy a lamborghini i'm gonna buy this and buy that and uh there the other guy says oh man i would sure love to have sex with this girl uh right next to him and one of the pledges and sure enough she gets all hot and bothered and then comes on to him to the point where he's almost getting raped because it wasn't what he wanted, but she's attacking him sexually. And then uh, the the other one wishes that, like, I, I think some of these wishes are, are really dumb, but one of them wishes that she was back in high school and she became prom queen. And so she gets a beautiful dress, but then the imp like laughs and everything turns, the, the the gold turns to wood and the the kid ends up dying and eating I don't know what he started like eat himself to death and 
and then the the girl with the dress her dress turns all ugly and then the other two girls the the sorority girls are inside of the the monitoring room that they broke into the mall and they're actually watching this happen and they're going well we want our wishes to be granted and uh somehow the imp they don't get their wishes to be granted he turns turns them into like one the bride of frankenstein they're more like zombies uh bride of frankenstein and an actual zombie and they go after the um the said girls and and guys and start attacking them and then the one guy teams up with the one girl that's broken in they're kinds of the hero and heroine of the whole thing and when all all hell breaks loose a couple of the girls die uh the guys all die um with the exception of the one guy and the one girl they're sort of the sole survivors out of about nine people and they managed to entrap the imp uh, again in another uh type looking trophy uh because they they the janitor tells them the story of how the original imp got trapped into the trophy to begin with so um that that's how the uh the movie ends is this one geek guy and the one girl that broke into the bowling alley to begin with end up riding off into the sunset uh on a motorcycle looking like they're going to her place to have sex so that's kind of how the movie ends but it's 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 pretty goofy fun like if you're ever into trauma films and low budget films you will probably dig this because it it fits into that 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 bill yeah i think i've seen a one or two of the puppet master um movies which those are like pretty pretty ridiculous yeah um, i've i've seen one or two of those as well cuz that's their most <clears throat> popular franchise but um full moon has been in the comic world in a while like there used to be an imprint called eternity i think and they did like doll man and other properties from full moon and i think full moon in 2019 tried to uh to launch another line unsuccessfully but i i know me and bill bomer bought this issue and thought it was pretty good so <laughs> We we decided that we were gonna uh, that I I decided that I was gonna watch the movie since it was for free. Yeah, it's it, I I didn't realize they were still around, but they're like still putting out movies and stuff. Yeah, and they uh kind of crazy. They had a bunch of uh, comics come out like based on movies, like Head of the Family. I think Rob covered that pretty sure he covered that uh on on this show yeah I'm, I'm almost positive except this was called bride of the head of the family <laughs> so like okay. yeah that i bought all these books as they were coming out in 2019 and 2020 but i haven't watched any of the films so maybe mm-hmm. now that i i know they're linked to the the films i could check them out because rob did say i should watch this head of the family that i would enjoy it Nice. Well, um, all the other, um, the other manga chapter I read on Prime Reading was, um, 
not quite as long as um, the first chapter is still longer, I think, but wasn't quite as long as the first chapter of Beck. But um, where was I at? Um, this was uh, initial D, um, which again, um, like a lot of manga, also has um, a bunch of anime. Um, it's kind of like similar uh, age group, um, also like coming of age story, but this one, instead of music, it's focused on car racing um, with like drift, like drift style racing kind of thing. It was like um, from like mid 90s. Um, to like 2013 it looks like with like 48 volumes um and um uh i don't know if let's say it was tokyo pop again so i don't know if they published all of the volumes or not um but this is pretty popular like it's had um Man, it's had like five different anime series and like multiple films and stuff. And I, I don't have any, so it's around so much that like I've I've heard of it so many times. But I've sorry, I had to take a drink of water. Um, I have um, never experienced any of it. I mean, I'm not. I've never been into cars myself. Um, that much, you know. I have like appreciation for like some of like the like old school like look like 60s 70s cars and stuff like that look pretty cool and stuff but um i'm not too much into cars but um the guy that uh did this one is uh um shuichi uh shigeno and um this first uh chapter is called the 86 um and um it starts out in like 1996 um and uh first couple pages is just like as as appropriate i guess like just a car um like racing up a mountain like drifting corners and stuff um which you know like comics are like a visual but they're a static you know medium they're not in motion but it it does like kind of a pretty cool job of like conveying the the speed and um and stuff um but uh then we just um we go to like a high school uh again and um there's a a couple uh, male friends um one of them's looking like through a catalog um at like uh a car catalog and he's talking about 86 um and um the main character his his name is tack um short for takumi um and his buddy iggy is the one that's looking at the um the uh the magazine talking about the 86 this car that he wants and it goes for like um at like three three hundred fifty thousand yen at least 
Um, so he's like, how much, how much do you have saved up, Iggy? And he's, he's only got like 60,000 saved up. <laughs> um, so a girl comes up and like from behind and asks him what's going on, you know, what are they up to and stuff. And it, it turns out her name is Natalie. Um, and, um, like we kind of have like the same exact situation with her and, um, Takumi, like as, um, as in back so much so that like this morning after reading both these last night, I was like kind of like getting, getting this like scenario, like between the two of them's a little mixed up in my head, like which one was, which one had this exact um, wrinkle to its situation and which one had the other. But, um, but again, she's the hottest chick in school and tech um, hasn't, talk to her in like a year um but you know once again back in the day they were you know friends and stuff which and in this situation like there was like the wrinkle here is that um the reason they haven't talked in a year is um you know there is there is actually a reason which he like got in a fight with her boyfriend she was dating this um soccer player apparently and he punched him out um and quit the team and like but she kept on dating the guy and um so that's why they haven't talked but she definitely like you know didn't act like anything was wrong between them like just kind of came up as if you know nothing had changed um so anyway they they start walking and the conversation kind of goes back to car to car and um you know, it, it seems to be like there's, you know, this mountain nearby where um, a lot of people do racing and stuff. And Iggy is into that. And whereas Tack doesn't seem to be like maybe he was before this and a little more into the cars and racing and stuff. But for some reason, um, right now, he seems kind of like disinterested or at least is acting that way. Um, so Natalie gets picked up by somebody at like a Mercedes Benz. We, we don't, um, you know, see who's driving, but she calls him, calls whoever it is, baby. Um, so maybe it's that same dude. Um, but she's just talking about how she saw these kids that go to her high school that she knows and they work at a, um, gas station. I guess maybe she's rich or something because she's she's telling this guy who's granted is driving Mercedes Benz, so maybe he is too. Um, you know how 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 like some stuff she learned from their conversation, which is like you know they would like have to learn uh, they'd have to work all summer at the gas station and make like a hundred thousand yen, which I think is like less than a hundred bucks. Um, and she just like never even knew uh it was that tough to make money all right she does say that like you know like this guy whoever's driving takes care of all her needs and um she wonders if it's worth it to him and stuff and you know um so then we do go we go to the actual gas station where like tech and um his buddy are working and there's this other guy cole who overhears them talking about how, like, you know, that 
uh, Iggy wants to buy an 86 and um, I have one wonder I mean like I obviously knew like from the context the 86 was a car but I didn't know anything else about it and um, it turns out Tack doesn't know either like he he asked if it's a like a Mazda or something and and Cole and Iggy are start cracking up and they're like how do you work at a gas station and and not know what an 86 is it's a, a Toyota um but like Cole's older than them so he's like you guys must have been in grade school back when they came out um but it, it's it's you know apparently like a cool car and stuff um and Cole has a um Nissan Silvia S13 and uh, I guess that's a cool car too um and uh he he invites them if they want to go with him like later on up um racing so like iggy's all about it and tax still kind of baffled but um he goes along with it and stuff and um so um we get like a little background like cole talks to the owner we get a scene with cole talking to the owner of the gas station like the owner of the gas station used to be like a racer back in the day and um you know like there was this like legend um who drove a who drove an 86 and um there's this, still this guy um that races past the gas station all the time in his 86 and he's he's like a legend still the fastest and stuff um and um so then Tack is thinking about Natalie earlier seeing her and how she mentions maybe they could get together after their exams and um and he thinks back to what happened like with her boyfriend um apparently like it seems that like he overheard her boyfriend um you know like talking dirty about her in the boys locker room you know just typical stuff like <clears throat> how he hooked up at her and stuff and Tak was pissed off that he was talking about her that way and that's why he punched the dude out um he was just you know so mad he snapped and didn't even think about what he was doing um so then um yeah he goes out um meets up with Iggy and um Cole and they get in his Cole's car and uh Iggy's all into it but Tack is freaking out by how fast Cole's driving up these like mountain turns and stuff and when they finally get to the top he's like he feels like he's almost gonna throw up and stuff and Iggy's kind of upset that like Tack was you know didn't act more into it and made you know made them both look kind of like posers or something and um we we find out so the guy that owns the gas station he goes and ends up like maybe because he was reminiscing earlier he um he calls up the guy that he was talking about earlier that still drives the 86 and he finds out that it's not even um that guy anymore it's actually his son that's driving the 86 and it's, it's been his son like driving past the gas station like every day um in the 86 for like the last five years um so it it sets up like um 
like this group um, called uh, the um, Red Suns um, show up at the top of the mountain, like with their cars. And like Cole and his group, they're called the Aquina Speed Stars. So it like the the chapter ends with um like uh sort of just like a little bit of a challenge, kind of like the Red Suns show up and um one of the dudes says, you know, I'm just wondering who who's the fastest racer on this mountain, if you've even got any racers up here. And it's kind of like a you know a challenge. Um I think the implication is that like this is that dude like the famous 86 driver's son that drives the 86 i'm not sure though um i think that's maybe the implication but it's not like totally clear or it wasn't totally clear to me but yeah it was it was pretty cool like like i said i don't i don't get into the whole car thing or anything like that but you know i can always kind of like read the sort of like coming of age story um you can kind of like translate it like if you're not into cars, kind of like something that you're into. Yeah, the it's interesting. The guy that wrote wrote up the review in my database didn't like it. No. Because he says the art, he says, doesn't help that the scratchy, luzzy art makes everyone look ugly and sli- slightly smudged as all their faces need washing. And then he also <laughs> complains. Did did it look smudgy? Um, like I, I see where he's like. I don't totally agree with him. Like, I'm not. I wasn't like. Um, I see Taking what he's out. talking about, though. Like it. Um, he does like. He does like use lines on the faces that like, I could see some taking as like dirt or something like that. I didn't really yeah. like take it that way, but it gives it like. It does have like a rougher style to it than um yeah, a lot look. of manga does. A little scratchier and like I do think some of the his mouths um on the faces look um cuz obviously where else would they be but <laughs> they do look a little weird at times um in some spots. It's not like my favorite style um but it didn't bother me as much as it did that reviewer. Yeah. He did. He also didn't like, I guess, the sense of motion. Mm. He said it makes it look like the cars are standing still. This guy sounds like a grouch. Usually, it's weird <laughs> that this guy wrote that because usually the he sounds pretty negative on it. I mean, there's not a lot of like, except for like the very beginning there, and um, when they're going up the mountain, there's not a lot of like motion scenes with the cars, but. I, I kind of give a little bit of benefit of the doubt there. That, that's not really right. Through. I give a little bit of forgiveness to that because that that is a tough thing to pull off. Yeah. Because um, obviously, technically, you know, it is a still image. But I thought at least in this issue, like it was pretty well done. But um, you know, um, I wouldn't say it's. I wouldn't say it's poorly drawn, like, but yeah, it definitely has like a a different style to it, even from like your typical manga. But, um, but you enjoyed it. That's all that matters. Yeah, I, I you know, um, would you read another volume? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I would read some more chapters of it. Um, Which one did you like better? Would you continue with? If I had to choose one or the other, I would continue with Beck just because I did like the art a little bit more. Neither of them were like my favorite um, up there with my favorites or anything art art wise. But, you know, just I'm going to even though it didn't get too much into the manga aspect of it. I mean, the uh, music aspect of it, like music is something I'm more interested in than cars. So yeah, I'm going to, you know, latch on to the idea of them forming a band and trying to make it as a band a little bit more than I'm not going to really care too much about different cars and that kind of thing. But Yeah, I might thumb through it just to see what it looks like. I, I, I read some manga, but... I've never stuck one out. I think I'm going to force myself to stick one out with uh, Chainsaw Man. But uh, mm. just to say I've done it. <laughs> it's kind of more of a goal rather than... Uh, I, I, I enjoy it, but I almost feel like after I read the first volume, I could stop. Uh-huh. I don't know. That's kind of where I felt with that. But I'm already on the the... I have to start the fifth volume. And I think gotcha. there's 11 out right now, but I told myself I would make it through one manga just to, as a goal. Just like I finished one novel. <laughs> I'm going to finish yeah. one manga. Well, you used to you used to not let, you know, you used to not read manga at all, so that's already a change. Like Well, I already well, part of it was cuz I was reading it wrong to begin with and <laughs> I just didn't they have they have a at least the mangas that i've read i've read like five which isn't a hell of a lot but they have a different like cultural sense like Mm -hmm. it's uh, they, they they all seem to be everything i've tried has like this weird sexualness to it they, mm. they 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 seem very more sexual than American comics. They seem to to poke down strange sexual things that I've seen <laughs> that aren't <laughs> aren't normally like kind of like normal straightforward sex. They're, mm. they're they're it's very bizarre. And then in the horror realm, they they're all over the place. Like they explore things like, oh, I'm gonna cut this guy's head off like i'll scalp him and then grow plants inside of his brain like just just weird stuff like you'd never think to think about they 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 go down those paths and i think for some of them i'm like okay and then like i think it's original but then it just goes at least the stuff i've read goes a little too far where i just like (laughs) Okay, you kind of taking me out of the story, and now you're just trying to gross me out. But um, <laughs> maybe I'm just reading the wrong stuff. Uh, it could be, but there there is one that I like a lot that I'm gonna pursue after Chainsaw Man probably. But it's it's very similar to Why the Last Man. Like it's there seem to be more men, but it's about a virus that takes out the majority of men. Mm. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of that is, like, there's, there's like, a much broader variety of, um, 
of uh, manga like than in a broader market than there is with comics and manga is like a lot more popular in japan than it is than comics are in america um but um there is some cultural difference too there when it comes to like sex and nudity and stuff like that where like what's um what's like acceptable and like stuff for like what i you know teenagers and stuff what I found interesting, though, is it, it's more exception. It, it seems more acceptable in the American culture to read a manga that's like that than to see ha- stuff happen in an American comic book, and then it's controversial. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just, <clears throat> but Chainsaw Man, just for example, there there's a lot of like sexualized things in it, but I can go to Target and buy Chainsaw Man. Like yeah. It's in the it's in the manga section. Yeah. And you don't see the one thing I notice is you don't see I don't know if it's because parents aren't aware but you don't see parents complain about that but if something happens in Batman where they show like a a penis oh my god it's the end of the world. Yeah. So it, it's like I I and they won't stock that like at a Target. So I, like I don't understand mm-hmm. the why it's acceptable in one form and not acceptable in any other form. So, yeah, I, I don't... In, in a lot... In, in Chainsaw Man's case, they, like... They... I think they, they've shown breasts and that's about it. Yeah. But a lot of it's implied sexuality. Do you know, like... And it'll verbally say stuff like I'm going to sit on your face. And like this one thing is like he finally wants to get kissed and she like vomits in his mouth. So it's like they just it just does like weird stuff. <laughs> like It's so bizarre. And yeah. I've read the other one I've read is the God, there was one high school one by the that hor- the Ito Ito, the guy that does the horror books, I think. No, that wasn't an Ito book. That was something else. But it's like a classroom apocalyptic thing where the whole the whole school gets teleported to a, a post-apocalyptic world. Hmm. Teachers and every student that's in that world and how they form like... And there's a weird like portal that links them back to the real world but and i enjoyed that one too i just didn't go further because i read that in hardcover and hardcover manga is really hard to read Mm. because it's not it's small but it's yeah it's so thick so they like cram like four volumes into one volume and the size doesn't change and it's hard to read Mm -hmm. but anyway i'll get to uh my books um Amazing Spider-Man number 19. This is by Howard Mackey. And uh, normally John Byrne was drawing this series, but now we have Eric Larson, and I can't complain about that because I really do like Eric Larson on pencils. The cover features... uh, The inker is Beatty. Um, Cover features Venom on one side of a mirror and Spider-Man on the other side of the mirror. And you might think, well, why is Spider-Man wearing the black outfit in this? It says Venom through the lurking glass because he's 
normally in his regular spider costume at this point in time. Um, we'll get to that. So uh, it starts off, uh, Peter's been recently homeless. Uh, he was sleeping on the streets. <clears throat> and he finally moves in with uh, uh, Randy Robinson. Um, to uh, he's, he, he, has, he doesn't have a job yet, but Randy says, you'll, you'll find something and then you'll be able to help pay the rent on this place. And uh, it opens up with a nightmare where he's actually fighting like Venom, Mysterio, Green Goblin, Hobgoblin, Carnage, and he's having a horrible dream. And then they all take off their masks and it's Peter Parker. And he's like, no! So Randy comes rushing in. He's like, what's going on? And he said, oh, I just had a bad dream. And uh, at this point in time, Mary Jane is believed to be dead in a plane crash. But Peter is one of the only people that doesn't accept that like she's not dead she's not dead uh it, it's just there's no fact to say that she is dead except later on we do find there's there's something that happens but he doesn't accept it uh this has eddie brock and eddie brock has been uh hunting down the members of the secret six not the secret six the sinister six and uh he has he wants to go visit his ex-wife Anne Weying and um Anne Weying is for those of you that don't follow Venom it he was married to this woman in the films that's his love interest in the first film her name's Anne Weying <clears throat> and she also had the symbiote attached to her at one time so Anne is sitting there in the corner and she's terrified because she's she thinks Eddie might come visit her and she knows the symbiote is was probably with her uh Peter heads to go visit his aunt May and he finds uh Jill Stacy on the couch so aunt May invited Jill to uh, spend the night um the last time we saw Jill was right after Mary Jane passed and uh, she was trying to comfort um, Peter. And uh, Peter goes to uh, the attic and finds his black costume. He has to f find a costume or something to wear because his, his uh, costume and web shooters were stolen from his backpack while he was sleeping in the street. Somebody just took his whole backpack as he was asleep. And uh, they have his web shooters and they have his costume and he he needed a costume so he gets the black one. Well that explains why he has the black one. He walks uh, Jill home. She gives him a, a big kiss on his cheek and says we need to get together more often. She, she has done like flirtatious things with Peter since uh, MJ's passing and this, uh, this kind of shows some some of that thing going on uh eddie brock goes to visit his ex-wife and she's become what is that I, that disease where you can't leave your house you have fear of leaving your house agoraphobia, uh, yeah, agoraphobia. Barb's, yeah. barb saved me there i, I always <laughs> remember what was that movie with uh what copycat. copycat i always think of that movie when when I think of agoraphobia, because Sigourney Weaver 
or is it Eric Young that plays that part? I can't remember if it's Sigourney Weaver. I always get those two actresses confused. But um, she had agoraphobia and that, and his ex-wife has agoraphobia, and she, he said he coming to visit her with flowers, and she's all freaked out, and he says, let's just go for a walk, and he's like, leave me alone, I'm so afraid, I, I can't leave here. And uh, she looks out the window, and guess what she sees? She sees Peter Parker swinging on his black costume, and she freaks out like literally gets paranoid she says no not him the symbiote how could you bring it here um and she she's totally terrified well guess what eddie brock does he already hates spider-man he venoms up and goes after peter and uh they get into it well later on uh after this this big uh tussle they sort of uh, break it off. He hears a scream and he knows it's Anne's voice. And uh, she actually jumped off the building and killed herself. So this is like the death of Eddie's ex-wife. And uh, gives him more reason to hate Spider-Man already on top of that. Is he blames him for the death of his ex-wife. So... Um, that was really interesting, which uh, leads us quickly into uh, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, um, which I also read, and that one is on issue da -da 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 19 as well. So I'm reading these because they alternate, and they're by the same writer, and... Mm. Um, on this cover, it's interesting because it says Eric Larson's drawing this as well, but it's a it's a typo. It's JRJR. So Eric Larson drew the cover. Howard Mackey and uh, JRJR did the pencils inside. And um, this one features. It's called the box, and you'll find out why it's called the box. But uh, Peter's at his new apartment hanging from webs, sewing, actually needle and thread, sewing a new costume so he doesn't have to wear the black costume anymore. And uh, Randy comes and knocks knocks on the door and he says, Hey, hey, Pete, uh, I'm having a party. I want all my friends to meet my new roommate. Well, he's got all these spider webs hanging from his whole room and his web cartridges all over his bed. And his costume half sewn. And he's like, holy crap, what if he walks in here? And then so he pulls the webbing off the roof and it cracks the ceiling. And he's like, well, there goes my security deposit. He gets all of that stuff in a sheet, throws it in the closet. Before Randy manages to open the door, he opens the door and sees Peter uh, in the bed, reading a book, listening to music. And he goes, I'm listening to someone somebody a, a music that somebody sent me on tape and randy says well don't you know this is the new millennium buddy it's the age of mp3 you don't need tapes anymore i thought that was cool because <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like me i was still listening to tapes a year ago with my durango but uh P peter comes out of the room and man this party is rocking there's a lot of people in there uh and he gets introduced to some 
a guy named Shape Tinker who's a hacker and all he can do is be on the computer and uh, he's hooked up to the internet I, I guess at this time the dial-up modem is on the phone as well so uh, Peter can't t call his Aunt May because he's supposed to meet his Aunt May uh, for dinner and um, so he he go he heads over to a, a payphone well I guess this is the time when payphones <laughs> don't exist very much and uh he can't make the phone call so uh he, he puts on a spider-man costume and tries to make his way over there aunt may wants him over there because they received a box that was uh brought over from the airlines and it belonged to mary jane so they were going to open it and then uh peter gets involved in a weird scenario here where it's a carjacking where the father is carjacked these two guys take his car and they have his daughter in the back seat i think that happens a lot you see that in the news a lot um i don't think i've ever seen it happen in a comic uh, at least in a mainstream comic in a while but um it happened and spider-man saves the guy because he almost gets killed by a bus trying to get his daughter back but um and then he gets there Aunt may invited glory grant betty brant ben urich the robertson family jonah and marla all to open up the box and face the truth oh jill and arthur stacy all to her room and they're waiting for Peter to open the box. Uh, Pete, he's still Spider-Man. He does manage to stop the car after the father tells him what's going on and rescue the girl. And um, does leave the two guys hanging from webs so they can get caught by the cops. And then uh, Aunt May, they go to visit. Uh, he goes to visit Aunt May and he sees everybody there and he's like I really appreciate what you you're that you're all here and he goes no offense but how none of you seem to understand and know what you're not going to understand until MJ comes back and she will and they're trying to get her, him to realize you know that she's it's like an intervention it, even uh, Mary Jane's sister shows up which I don't know too much about her and he goes, I know all the evidence points in that direction, news of the mid-air explosion and all that, but she can't be dead. I've already lost my parents, Uncle Ben and Gwen. And she's like, she can't be dead. And everybody just looking astonishing. And then he opens the box with Aunt May, and Aunt May tells him that she is dead. And he 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 does like accept the truth that she may be dead at the end of this issue. But man, this was an emotional issue. And uh, these issues are awesome. Like, and the thing I like about the current Amazing Spider-Man is that I think Zeb Wells is channeling this era of Spider-Man because it feels it feels like that. When around did those come out? Um, I think it was like in the two thousands. Or I'm maybe sure. it's like 1999. It was it was close. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. 
Um, yeah, that's kind of interesting because you think like from his experiences, you probably would like not believe it if everybody else is always coming back anyway. So <laughs> you start to think, yeah, I'm not, I'm not totally convinced that they're gone. <laughs> Jr. Jr. does a really good job of. Uh showing like emotions in that scene where he says that you know like i've lost everybody you know i've there's no way that i could have lost mary jane too like you know mm-hmm. with all the tragedy he's been through he just won't accept that this is his life where he loses everybody he loves mm-hmm. but it was a really good uh good issue so that's 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 what i brought yeah, that's pretty much what I've got to. I kind of, you know, thinking that we were, uh, would have three people. Yeah, I kind of planned for just two things because I thought he'd be here. Yeah, and he which... was. He was here for a good twenty minutes. Yeah, or half more, an hour. That's yeah. and that's fine. You know, hopefully everything's okay. Yeah. Obviously. But um, I think we can close this one out. It was good talking to you again, Chris, because I hadn't talked to you in another month, I think it's been. Or maybe yeah, over a month. it's been a little while. But, yeah, I can't remember exactly. Yeah, I'm but... glad you were able to make it. Yeah. I, 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 even recru- I even recruited Bill. I said, like, maybe you can come on sometimes. <laughs> if I form an army, I could at least get two people to show up. That's kind of what yeah. my, <laughs> my theory is. Except, like, half of them can't record, so... It just depends on one of the people that can record to be able to record. Yeah. But anyway, um, you've been listening to Geek Brunch Retro. Um, this uh, you can find at the geekbrunchpodcast.com, and you can also find it on Facebook at Geek Brunch Podcast. Click the like button. Chris is at MythMaking ETC. Um, Joe is at Iowa's Joe. Um, Rob is at Rob Krieger. And Big Five Army is um, is Kirk, but we I haven't yet to get him because of the time. And uh, Bill had TBM00, and I'm at Mike Myers Brunch. And we hope you enjoyed this uh, episode, which uh, delved into manga and sorority babes and um, a little bit of Spider-Man. And who would have known never what, know what Joe... you're going to get. Yeah, you never know what you're going to get on this show. So uh, have a good rest of your weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you hopefully in two weeks. All right, yeah, you too. Take care, buddy. All right, see ya. Bye. Okay, bye. It's probably better.